0: Proverbs chapter three, starting in verse one, it says this, it'll be on the screen. It says, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many, many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. And this is it right here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. I underlined that in my Bible. (laughs) Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear God, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Let's pray as we get started. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we believe you're real, that you're good, that you love us and you lead to peace. We ask today, God, that you would just be with us, that you would open our eyes again to who you are, that you'd help us start this new year right as we we venture off into the great wonder of 2022. God, we ask that you'd meet us in this moment, that you'd just calm our hearts, that you'd clear our minds, that you'd help us all take a deep breath as we enter into this time of hearing from you. So Jesus, we're grateful again for today that we made it here, and I'm just so excited for all that you have to say to us. And it's in your name that we pray. And we all said, Amen, amen. Well, good morning. Welcome home once again. If you don't know me, I'm David, and I'm happy to be sharing from the scriptures today. Happy New Year! I didn't say it yet, but I'm going to say it now. Happy New Year! Ready? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I know I'm a day late, but it has arrived. 2021 is behind us. Enter 22, 2022. I was saying this morning to someone, "Can you believe?" it's 2022. I feel like we should have flying cars by now, but we're still cruising around in our hybrids. Anyway, um, we'll get there. Um, but I don't know about you. Uh, for me, there's just something really powerful about a new year. A new year feels like a fresh start for a number of reasons. Like we can approach this year with new goals. Like the, the last year is done. We, we, we drew that line. The chapter is closed. And now, now we can set new goals and new hopes and new dreams. And, and really, it's a new opportunity to, to do what we should have done last year, but we didn't for any number of reasons. Anybody else have some things they would like to see happen in the next year? Yes, I like that shake of hands. We should just ask everyone for a big thumbs up. I can't see faces right now. so. Um, and so because of this, we're starting the year with this series called New Year, New You. Because we believe in this new year, things can change. We believe in this new year, things can be different. We believe that life can be different, and so does God. God wants you to live your greatest, most meaningful, wonder-filled life in 2022. He does, and there is literally no better time to start than right this second. Than right this second. New year, new you. And so all that said, as we begin this year, we're going to be digging into the practice of rest Uh, For the month of January, when we think about what is to come. And we're gonna be asking one very specific question, uh, one that will carry us from each week in this series, and that is this. It's on the next slide, Gavin. It's, What will you not do in 2022? What will you not do in 2022? Last year, we started the year asking the question, Who will you become in 2021? based on your values, based on your faith. And for 2022, we're putting those values and those, those, that faith into action, into practice with what will you not do in 2022. And we're parking here to build our spiritual dis- discipline and practice of rest because y'all, we are a busy people. We are a busy people, holistically busy. Our heart, mind, soul, and body are constantly moving and thinking and navigating what's next. We're busy in our, in our culture today that's actually seen as a marker of success. I think back to so many conversations I've had over the past couple of years, and I'd walk up to someone, I'd say, hey, man, it's so good to see you. How, how are you doing? And they just look at me and they say, ah, oh, busy. Yeah. Anyone ever say that? Yeah. Just busy. Yeah, things are good. You know, I'm just, you know, just busy. I got, you know, I got the holidays, and I got birthdays and work and soccer practice and church and life and the kids, and I'm just busy. And it's true, we're just busy. I'm busy. I wonder if anyone else is feeling a little worn out for any number of reasons as we begin this new year. I wonder if anyone is feeling a little weak and a little weary. I I think... For me, I've just said yes so much over the past few years. I've said yes to just about everything, and it's left me in this like state, this constant state of playing catch-up, kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel just to just to keep going from and i just want to give you a couple and this isn't like a pity party for me but i'm just going to talk it out loud because i need to from selling my house and moving here across the country 2 years ago to having to make really hard decisions about covid and the pandemic and political and social statements while trying to get to know you to filming endless videos for church online trying to make it great to doing laundry so much laundry family of 4 to doing dishes, so many dishes, family of four, to the one-hour round-trip school drop-off for my kid, Ford, to randomly scrolling on Amazon, looking for a shower curtain I don't need, but I still buy the shower curtain because I want a shower curtain, to taking so much takeout over the course of the last couple years, so much takeout and then saying yes to buying a treadmill because I've taken so much takeout into my body to saying yes to preaching 42 weeks a year while also trying just about everything I can to connect with you and the community, to to leading worship on a Sunday morning, and then putting on my headset mic. I've said yes so much. I've said yes almost exclusively, and some of it's because I just have to. It's just life, right? I'm a yes man. But now, real talk, I just need you to know that I'm just tired. I'm tired, and I know that I'm not the only one who's tired, But the real tragedy with being busy isn't just that I'm tired or that I went off the deep end on some crazy weird lifestyle decisions whatever no the problem here and this is something I'm learning and something I need you to hear today is that the problem is when you're too busy and say yes to everything you're often left unavailable to say yes to the right thing when you're so busy and you say yes to everything, even good things, you're often left unavailable or too exhausted even to say yes to the right things, the things that God has placed before you. For example, it was five years ago that I said yes to a good thing, but not the right thing, let me tell you. At the time, Rebecca and I, we, we were pastoring this church in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, filled with young adults. And young adults, when they come in, Um, they start to kind of couple up, and it was beautiful. They were growing in the Lord, growing in relationships. Anyway, with these couples, eventually a question is asked, to which the girl says, yes. And then they have to make some decisions. And so they would ask me as their pastor to do some pre-marriage counseling um, and then officiate their weddings, to which I would say, Yes. yes. Because I cared about these folks, right? I cared about them and I, and I wanted to be able to invest in them and I wanted, I wanted their life to start in a way that was meaningful and so I would say, yes, back to the, that was the good thing but no, not the right, here we go. So there was this couple I kind of knew from the church and they have been a part of the church for a few months. They just got engaged and so they asked me, hey, Pastor, we know we're kind of new here, but we would love if you would officiate our wedding. And I was like, my instinct was congratulations. Of course, let's make this happen. And they said, okay, send me the the details. And so they sent an email later that day and I opened it. And I realized that their wedding was on June 18th, which is actually my anniversary. And it was my fifth wedding anniversary. Not good. Said yes to a good thing but prevented me from carrying out about the right thing. But friends, the story of my failure is not yet complete. Let me expand. There was another couple that, that we loved, some of our favorite people in the world, Zach and Kaylin Jones, uh, who a few weeks later also got engaged and asked, if I would officiate their wedding. And of course, I'm thinking, this is amazing. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Let's make this happen. And they, and they said, awesome. The, Ju- the wedding is on June 18th. And I'm like, ah, um, I think I can make this work. Good thing, not right thing. Okay. <laughs> And so back to 2016, the day before my fifth wedding anniversary, I drive three hours, and I spend the night in some random campground so I can officiate the first wedding of this couple I barely knew, and I was happy to do it. Um, And then I drive three hours back to officiate the second wedding when I should have been doing what? I should have been spending time with my wife. I should have been spending time with Rebecca. It was our anniversary, but instead I prioritized someone else's wedding. And again, these were good things to do. Don't get me wrong. These are good things, well worth my time as I wanted to celebrate and encourage them into what's next, but at the end of the day, I had nothing left to give my actual priority. And I neglected what should have been my first love. And it's not that I was mean or rude or intentionally disrespectful to Rebecca, but my time wasn't focused where it should have been. And all time is not created equal. If you're taking notes, write that down. Not all time is created equal. There are things in your life more worthy of your effort and your investment and your time than other things. You can always make more money. You can always acquire more stuff. You can always have another opportunity to scroll on social media, but you can never get moments back that were given to the wrong thing. You can never get moments back. So where will your time go? Because not all time is created equal. Speaking of not all time being created equal, you'd think after this amazing fifth anniversary failure, I would have learned my lesson, but I didn't. And so check this out. Um, uh, I did it again. This time, 2021, uh, my 10th wedding anniversary. Yeah. 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 Um, Sorry, babe. Some friends from, uh, again, from Wisconsin, they were getting married in Milwaukee. June 18th. How about that? And of course, uh, I thought, well, we could just build an anniversary vacation around it, right? So we packed up the kids, flew back to Wisconsin, and we had a good time doing good things. But as I look back on it, it wasn't, again, the right thing. A good thing, but not the right thing. For 10 years, after a season like we just lived through, I did a good thing, but not the right thing. I promised my babe Paris for 10 years, and instead I took her to Milwaukee. (laughs) Babe, I know you're watching. I don't know which camera I'm looking at right now. I know you're watching at home. Uh, When this COVID garbage is under control, we're going to go to Paris. But back to the beginning here, when you say yes, and you give your time, the only time you have that you can never get more of, when you give your time, you give it away without focus. When you give it away without intention, when everything is important and you make everything available to every opportunity, what you're actually showing is that nothing is a priority. And life, it just passes you by and it disappears. It just disappears. And friends, when I think back on the last year, this is what I've seen in me. Time, it just disappeared. Another year, gone, just like that. Vanished into moments and memories clouded by busyness. Busy with things that I I can control and things that I can't control. Busy with good things. Responsible things, life-giving things that can be right, but also dumb things, foolish things, time-wasting things that leave me feeling anxious and worried and stressed and exhausted, and this is what I've seen, and this is what I've lived, and I know I'm not alone in this room trading rest for stress from family to Facebook to finances. This is where I've been, and I know I'm not alone, but, but what can we do about it? It's just the way it is. This is what I hear, right? It's just the way it is. You know, we're, it's, we're, busy. You know, we're busy. Well, friends, something's got to give. There's got to be a better way to refocus our time in 2022. And after an exceptionally long lead-in, that is what this January series is all about. Because, friends, God has invited us into a better way. Just like we heard in Proverbs a moment ago, God longs for you and I to live a life of peace, a life of rest, healing for our body and strength for our bones. This is God's longing for us and I need it. I need it for my life. I need it for my family. I need it for this church. I I need to, to, to find a better rhythm of rest in my life if I'm going to make the most of my time. So back to the beginning. What is worthy of your yes? That is the question. What will you not do so you can do what you were made to in 2022? I'm going to say that one more time. Let this sink in. What will you not do so you can do what you were made to in 2022? And think about that for just a second. This is not one size fits all. What's right for me might not be right for you. There are different things that take and create busyness in all of our lives. But when you think about your own life and your own schedule and the time that has inevitably disappeared over the course of the past year, what will you not do so you can do what you were made to in this next year. Now, with the time we have left, it is my goal not to solve the question today, um, but to simply point you to an answer for how you can solve the question, for how you can answer this question, so you can see what could be and what should be as God, refocus is, uh, as God refocuses our priorities. And the answer is found in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles open up, follow me to Matthew 11. We're going to be reading starting in verse 25. And it's a scripture I imagine most of us have read over the course of our life. We've read it a number of times since I've been here. And we read it often with eyes on eternity, thinking about what's next after we die, but perhaps not always through the lens of everyday life. And I I truly believe that this passage can be the foundation for the new you. you for your better way, if you allow it. And if you hear this good news, and if you put it to practice, I promise your life can not only have purpose and meaning that will echo far beyond these days, but it will also be filled with peace and rest along the way. But it all starts with this, Matthew 11, starting in verse 25. It says, at that time, as Jesus was teaching his disciples about what was to come, about the future that would be coming to them, At that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. He said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever. What was that passage we just heard in in, uh, Proverbs 3? Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. O Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and and for revealing them to be child, To the childlike, sorry. Verse 26. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do this in this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And this is it. Verse 28. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you because I am gentle, I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Another translation says it like this. And I love this from Matthew, Matthew 11, 28. It says, are you tired? Yes. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. This is Jesus. Learn from the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And friends, this is the answer. That I've been looking for and maybe that you need but you haven't even known. It's the roadmap to rest and the metric for what is worthy of our yes. Jesus says, come to me. You will recover your life. Walk with me. Work with me. I will show you how to take a real rest. Jesus says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live free. You'll learn to live lightly. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy to bear. And and this is something that rabbis would often say in the first century to their followers. And Jesus was a rabbi. And so he was saying to his followers, and it essentially meant, let me show you how to live. Not just let me show you how to get to heaven. Let me show you how to make the most of your days here. Jesus says, let me guide you. Like a farmer to a team of oxen with a yoke upon their shoulders, let me guide you in the output of your life. Let me guide you to show you what's important. Let me guide you and teach you my way so you might live a life of focus, worship, peace, and rest. This is what Jesus is saying to us take my yoke, take my way. I'm the teacher. Submit to my lead. And the good news from Jesus in verse 30, it says, my yoke is easy to bear. The yoke that you have been wearing your entire life, submitting to the culture of more busy, is heavy and it's hard and it's a burden. But Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy to bear. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. No, the burden I give you is light. And man, doesn't that just sound awesome? It sounds so good to f- live free and to live, to live light. And honestly, I don't remember the last time I felt light. Life has been good, don't get me wrong. I praise the Lord for the life that I have. Life has been good and meaningful and it's, it's been joyful and it's been fun and there's been so much satisfaction, but it's been a while. It's been a while since it's felt light. I mean, I think about it, it's probably like a time pre-mortgage, pre-kids, pre-car loans, pre-career, pre-responsibility, pre-wondering if I should get my kids vaccinated, pre-worrying about my folks getting older, pre, 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 so much of what makes me, me. Still, this is the dream that God has for us. I don't know the last time I felt light, but this is the dream God has for us, that we wouldn't live heavy, that we wouldn't live burdened, stressed out lives, but instead, verse 28, that we would find rest. But not rest in like a self-help escapism or hedonism, not in scrolling endlessly on Facebook or, or binging Netflix series, not to become a hermit and shut yourself in from the world, not being lazy, not being irresponsible from your commitments. No, Jesus isn't talking about taking a vacation from your stress. He's inviting you. He's inviting all of us into a whole new way of seeing the world. Jesus wants us to find rest in him, in his way of life. Jesus wants us to relearn what to do, but also what to say no to. That we would, Proverbs 3, that we would trust in the Lord with all our heart, not depending on our own understanding, that we would take his yoke upon us, seek his will in all we do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. And this is it. This is the roadmap for finding rest in 2022. It's four quick things from Matthew 11 and Proverbs 3, it'll be on the screen. Get to Jesus, do what he does, seek his will, find rest. Get to Jesus, spend time with God in prayer. Get to church, stay at church, read your Bible, get in the scriptures. If you want to find his better way of living that always leads to peace, then you need to know how he lived. You need to get with him and spend time with him, keep his company, learn how he arranged his day, learn how he prioritized his time. We have to get to Jesus. Then, number two, we need to go and do the same. We need to do what He does. And this is one of those challenging things for the church because so often we go to church thinking about heaven when really heaven already came down. The kingdom of heaven already made its way in the life of Jesus and He showed us how to live and He's inviting us to do the same. He looks at all of us and He doesn't just say, believe in me. He says, follow me. Do what I do. Do what I do. Create pre-decisions in life that that practice disciplines to embrace embrace his way of life. And this is what so much of this January month is all about, is do what he does. I think for me, um, it isn't just about saying yes to more Bible study and prayer and fasting, but also for me, I'm not speaking this over you, but it's for me saying no to social media. No to mindlessly snacking at 11 p.m. Anybody else in peak COVID? You know what I'm talking I see that thumbs up. You know what I'm talking about. You know, the, the, you've already scrolled to Netflix. It, the series is going, and you go and get another bowl of ice cream. It's just what it is. But it's these decisions. We need to make pre-decisions that support our future disciplines if we want to find rest. So no mindlessly snacking at 11. No uh, to Instagram instead of playing with my kids. No to long lunches instead of finishing up my sermon on Thursday so I can be more available to my family on the weekend. You can't have it all. You can't have it all, but you have to decide what you want most, what is most worthy of your yes. Mm -hmm. If you want a life of peace and you want a life of rest, then we need to step into the way of Jesus and the way that he framed his life, the disciplines, the practical way that he lived, and we got to do what he does because he always only leads to peace. And when we do this, it actually creates a rest in our hearts and in our minds to seek his will. This is number three. So we can know, so we can know really what's coming next. I think so often our busyness, at least for me, busyness comes from a lack of clarity. Busyness comes when I don't really know the next step to take, so I just keep on walking around. Like yesterday, for example, um, Rebecca woke up with a bit of like I I don't know, just a cold or whatever, a head cold. Two years ago, what would have happened? Nothing, right? What do we do now? We're all terrified, so let's go hunt down a a, a rapid test so we know if we can be at church on Sunday. It's just the way, so dumb. Anyway, um, but we love you. And we never want to like dump a bunch of COVID on you, you know what I mean? And so, um, so we're looking around for a test, can't find a test. So yesterday at two, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and pre-record this sermon. So I show up here to pre-record the sermon on rest. And, and then like I, I get home and I'm here and I'm like, I, I just feel this weird tension about stressing out my day when I'm supposed to be preaching about rest and so I decided, all right, I'm just going to try to find something from before. We get home. She ends up finding a test. It's negative. What did I do? A lack of clarity created an endlessly busy day for me. And that's what happens in life when we don't know what's going to happen. We don't have a clear plan of, like, uh, of what we will do and what we won't do. When we haven't decided what to say no to, we just say yes to everything. Everything. The idea was, oh, yeah, yes, I'll just come and re-record again. Yes, I'll just find an old one. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll fill in on, what am I doing? When you say yes to everything, you say no to so much. But when you say no to some things, it allows you to say yes to the right things. So we can seek his will. The more we seek his will, the more we have focus for what is to come. But the more we get to Jesus, the more we do what he does, the more we eventually find which path to take. It's just just part of the process. And it's there as we submit to the process, when we see the future that he's laid out before us, because we're actually able to see through the fog of busyness. It's there that we find his will and his ways, and we finally find, number four, we find rest. Rest. Get to Jesus, do what he does, seek his will, find rest. It's really that simple. It's certainly not easy, especially when you're in L.A. And I've talked to a number of people who are like, guys, it's just not possible. I got this mortgage. I got to work 60 hours a week. I'm just going to say this. Maybe you shouldn't have the mortgage. Oh, but I'm just, I, you know, I've got to be on Instagram to support my my brand. I got to do all this. Maybe, maybe that's not what God has for you. You know, I I, I don't see my kids because I'm working, because I'm Maybe you need a new job. I don't know. This isn't prescriptive. This is just, it's a life that God is inviting us into. And he wants for his people, a life that isn't stressed about all these these surface things, but instead a life where we find peace and we find rest together. And this is what I believe, again, God is inviting us into and trying to awaken in us in this next year. That we would just trust him. We don't have to have everything figured out. We just need to follow his lead. God wants us to live with greater lives of focus and intention and freedom by embracing his way, his yoke upon us that always leads to peace. For that to happen, we gotta get to Jesus. We gotta do what he does. We gotta seek his will above all else and he'll take care of the rest. And for the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about these practical steps of what it looks like to put on his yoke. But for today, as we wrap up, I I just want to close with that one question one more time. Same question I'm wrestling in. That what will you not do in 2022 so you can say yes to a life of rest? Now, I know some of you here, you're retired. and You're thinking, what are you talking about? So busy. I know some of you You're 12 or 13 and you're thinking, man, I just, I don't, I don't, what, what is, I'm bored all the time. Give me devices, whatever. But we can be busy without being busy. We fill our time with so many things that isn't worth our life. We throw away so many moments and I'm just tired of wasting time. I got one life. You got one life. We got to use it. So what will you not do in 2022 so you can say yes to, the life of, uh, yes to a life of rest? So you can say yes to his unforced rhythms of grace. Isn't that a beautiful way to put it? Unforced rhythms of grace. What sources of elective stress need to go so you can learn to live free and light? I found that there are some movies that I watch that contribute to my tension and my stress, and I just can't watch them anymore because it doesn't contribute to a life of rest. It makes you anxious. It might not make you anxious, but it makes me anxious. I know that I need to say no to the temptation of social media. I said it once, I'll say it again, hold me to it. I know that I need to stop eating unhealthy and feeling lethargic around my kids. I waste a lot of moments because I just feel like, ugh, you know? I know that I need to say no to the lies in my mind that if I'm not being productive, I'm wasting my time. I know I need to go to bed earlier so I can wake up earlier so I can stay on track with my Bible reading plan. I know that I need to say no more so I can say yes to what's right. But what about you? As you think about this new year and what could be, what will you not do so you can step into the life you were made for? And I'm just going to leave it there. Because we got four more weeks break this down as we talk about the life of rest that God is calling us to. But I'm just going to leave it there for the day and we'll dig deeper in the weeks ahead. Um, But for now, I just want to pray and we're not going to sing at the end of service. I don't want to put the guitar back on. Don't blame me. Trying to rest here, okay? But I just want to pray for you as we get ready to go, that God would continue to open your eyes to some of the unnecessary busyness that we bring into our own life. So we might actually find a life of peace and not see years just drifting into the past. So let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you don't want us to earn your approval, that you don't ask us to win you over, but God, you're already with us and and you love us so much that you're not only guaranteeing what happens after we die, but you want us to make the most of our life today that you want us to live like heaven is here in us, even now. And so God, we ask that you would just give us the courage to say no. Open our eyes to the things that have to go so we can say yes to the right things. God, as we begin this new year, it's an amazing opportunity for us to just just start fresh, to draw a fresh line in the sand and say, "I, I I don't wanna be that anymore. I want to be who you're calling me to be because because I know that where you are, there is rest and there is peace. And there is also purpose and meaning and satisfaction and a life of abundance. Like there's so much more with you, God, than than without you. And yet I still try to chase my own tail to success and meaning on my own. And so God, today I'm drawing a line and I'm saying that that the past is the past and I want to start fresh on a new path with you. So I want to get to you today, Jesus. Jesus. I want to do what you do. I want to seek your will above all else so I can finally find the life of rest and peace that I was designed for. So God, open my eyes to the things that have to go. Open my eyes to the things that I have to say no to so I can say yes. Open my eyes to the things that contribute to unnecessary stress in my life. Open my eyes to the things, the better things. Open my eyes to the things that are begging for my attention that, that I should never give another minute to. And God, I ask even now that you would just carry the burdens that are, that are heavy on so many in this room. God, the stresses that people are carrying today, I ask that you would just take them for a moment Take them for a moment so people might feel what it's like to feel free and light again so they might get to you. They might do what you do and seek your will and find the life of rest they were always meant to have. God, we love you and we thank you. We're so grateful for this new year, new year, new you. We ask that you would just keep this, this, this message, this, uh, this passage from Matthew 11 and Proverbs 3 that you would just keep it at the forefront of our mind as we approach this week as we jump back into the busyness of real life. God, that you would keep our eyes focused on you and that we would embrace your better way. So Jesus, we love you and we thank you for today. It is in your name that we have gathered, that we sing, that we have given to you to support your kingdom's cause through this church. It's in your name, the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. 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 Love you guys. Have an awesome week. Take it easy. Okay. Take it easy. What will you not do in 2022? Love you guys. Have a great Sunday. Okay.